Hi, I'm Kate. Hi, I'm Usma, and we are two moms out to save the world. My friend Kate is a passionate woman teaching women about sovereignty. And my friend Uzma is passionate about how to survive as a mom after the kids have grown and flown. Together, we want to break societal norms and bring a new perspective to life and the world around us. Join us as we create an alternate perspective for a richer life and better relations. We are two two moms out out to save the world. (laughs) Welcome to Two Moms Save the World. I am Kate. And I'm Usma, and we are so excited to be here today. Um, We are doing a couple of different podcasts. Uh, Number five, you heard Kate talk about intuition, and I had no idea she was going to talk about it. And so today, I'm going to talk on a topic, and Kate has no idea what it is either. So kind of like a mystery kind of podcast, right? Yeah, I know. I love that. And I learned so much from you just talking about intuition, like, just what a powerful, magical goddess you are that I, <laughs> I mean, I kind of knew that, but now even more so. Oh, you're too kind. So if you guys haven't listened to episode five, go back and listen to it. We talk about um, intuition. Kate explains the clairs. About it. The, the clairs. Yes. She explains the clairs and then she talks about each one of them. So you can see which one you might be. And then I go a little deeper into my little secret world as well, right? Love it. Yeah, I love your little secret world. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. So how was your morning? Oh, it was good. Still eating the Christmas cookies. Um, yeah. yeah, it's Colorado. It's like we've had just weird weather. It's super warm. It's been in like the mid-60s for the past week or so. Um, no lower temperatures really in sight, no snow in sight. It's just been really strange. How's your morning? It was great. I grounded myself because I love to do that every morning, you know, going outside and just touching the earth and just feeling the breeze. It just really uplifts me so I can start my day before I even have my coffee. I am out there. You're out there. I did walk outside. It's 42 degrees with my bare feet to let my dogs pee. Yeah. And, and I love stepping into the frost. There, oh, there was no frost. It was 40. Okay. I'm telling you, it's been weirdly warm and it's so it's, it's like very dry. I mean, we live in a semi-arid desert here in Colorado and there's just no moisture around. I got to water my trees soon. So I hear. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are you, are you I'm ready so to hear? hear what you're talking? Okay. Well, you know, you know, like I'm a yoga teacher and I talk about yoga and meditation and self-care and all that other stuff. And I was thinking about um, five ways to create success because we all want to create success in our lives and we all want to move forward, but we don't know how to do that. Right. And Mm -hmm. so there's lots of points. I listened to Bob Proctor. He was on the secret. I love the book, the secret. Um, And so he had some points and I added my own stuff in there as well, because it's so important for us to think about daily successes and finding our purpose and how we can succeed. Because we all want to, whether you're working, whether you're at home, we all want to do the best that we can, right? For yeah. You know, I, I love this subject um, because I, I feel like we all succeed every single day, but we are so... Um, we just don't look at our successes. We're so more apt to look at our failures, which aren't really failures, right? Even when you fail, you're learning something. So it's not really a failure. You just attach that to it. 
oh my God, this could be so exciting. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about discovering your purpose, um, think differently and make new ways. And we're going to talk about conquering your fears and holding back and changing yourself and replacing bad habits with good habits. Like eating Christmas cookies for breakfast. Exactly. (laughs) So these are just five basic ones. There are so many of them, but these are ones that I think are a good start for people, moms who are trying to figure out how can I make this daily success? And it doesn't have to be for New Year's. We always think, you know, it has to be a New Year's resolution. It should be something that is lifelong. We shouldn't always think about New Year's as that starting point. You know, because I feel like that's the hardest thing because then we're again being, you know, consumed by comparison, judgment, societal norms, all those negative things that we try to stay away from, you know, New Year's resolutions brings all that pressure together. And it's, and and I feel like the whole New Year's resolution thing is very freaking stressful, right? Like, like if... (laughs) And people don't ask me this anymore. And I will credit the pandemic for this, but like, what's your new year's resolution? Like I used to get that question a lot. Did you ever get that question? I don't think I ever asked anybody it because I don't care what your new year's resolution really is. If it's just something you're doing on January 1st and you're not going to stick to what's the point. Exactly. Exactly. Resolutions and success should be defined by what you want and what your end goal is. Because so many times what we do is we look at the starting point and we look at the end point and we say, oh my gosh, we have to get to that goal. And we don't see the process to get to it and that it could take a long time. We all want such immediate gratification. We do. Right? We just Uh want it to happen immediately. And if you're working out and after two weeks you see nothing, you're like, oh, this isn't working. Let me go to the next shiny workout. Let me go to the next shiny diet. We don't realize and look back what you've done in the two weeks and how you're slowly getting to that end goal. Right. The consistency is what's important. Exactly. Exactly. So the first thing in to figuring out your success Kate, how do you define success when you hear success? I was just going to ask that to you because, uh, you know, and I think we talked in the last podcast that we are always so like singular focused, right? Like success right now to me means my business per se, right? Where it should also mean my relationships, like how, um, how, how my relationships feel to me, how my business feels to me, how, um, you know, just being by my, like, how I feel to me, right? Do I like being alone by myself, right? Do I enjoy spending time by myself? Um, and if I do, then I consider that to be a success. Just the things that that are, are feeling good to me are my successes. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say too. What makes me feel good? You know, like yeah. if I have a client in one of my courses and she says, oh my gosh, I am so glad that I feel this way or that I've push through this. That's a success for me. Totally. It's not that I have, you know, if I have 10 people or four people in my, you know, group, it's not, you know, how the amount of people I have, it's the way I touch them. Yeah. Right. And the way I see them get their aha moment or go to the next level or reach their goal. It's how I make people feel and how they make me feel. That's success to me. That's yeah. I, I, I really um, think that that's an amazing definition and you know, and the other thing I think we we forget because we are so short-sighted is is the success of that person that you help facilitate and how they're going to touch somebody, right? So that's yeah. 
that success could be like a million fold and you might never have any idea about that. Because I think about it, you know, if if you had a course and you had 20, 30, 100 people in it, you might think that's success, but if you don't help or touch any of them and they're just going through your course, that's not success. That's just having a lot of people who are in there. Success is helping people transform and feeling that goodness because they say if you help someone and they achieve something, you feel 10 times more happier supporting and helping them than you do if you succeed yourself. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Like if you give and you help, you're just like, oh my gosh, just imagine when you have a breakthrough or you help somebody out, you're just like, oh my gosh, you just have this big joy in your heart. Right. And if you do it, you're still like, yeah, that was great. But we always have that, but with ourselves, but when we have somebody else, we don't have that, but. Right. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Right. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. So um, number one is discovering your purpose. Um, the way to do that is think about what excites you, you know, what really excites you and what do you love to do? So what excites you, Kate? Um, what excites me? I like, um, well, I do, I, I do enjoy kind of getting into the, um, the, the, like the dark sides of me that kind of excites me weirdly. Like, like what, what are the, what are the dark sides of Kate? Um, and you know, and how does that show up? That kind of excites me, but I, I, you know, I like to teach about that stuff too. So I think that's because you discover something and you're like, Ooh, that's, you know, that's a little witchy. And, um, and so I like that, but what else excites me? I, I do love, um, you know, working with clients to see that breakthrough as well. And, um, my dogs, I freaking love my dogs. Yeah, you do. I really do. They they make me super happy. Um, traveling excites me. What about you? Um, let's see what excites me. I love being around people. Mm. You know, from the last podcast you saw, I love digging into how people feel that excites me. I love to just um, sit on the couch and watch a movie, have a nice warm cup of tea and zone out from the movie, watch the movie, just hang out. And I love to travel. Travel is amazing. I do love to travel. But I wish I could travel with less luggage and less things. Oh, you just need to start flying frontier. Okay. <laughs> so much into a backpack, man. But like from here to St. Louis, I think the last time I flew, it was um, like, I don't know, $49. Whereas during the pandemic, I was flying for like $11. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So when you discover your purpose, you know, and you decide what relaxes you, sometimes it's really hard to find for our moms what their purpose is, what excites them. So a way to do that is maybe, you know, daily go under a tree or find your quiet space. Cause I always tell everybody have a quiet space in your room. Like I know you have a meditation closet. I do. You've decorated and read really nice. For me, I, you know, have a spare bedroom that I put a yoga mat. I have candles. I have a bolster and it's just a place where I just go. I can close the door and it's just my little space. Yeah. And I always encourage people to have a little space. You don't have to have an extra room, just a corner, a closet, something where they go there and it's just them. Yeah. I I agree with that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Have that space. And then, you know, the more you have that space, when you go into that room, when you look at it, you immediately get into that zone. 
right? And write down everything that excites you, everything that you love, right? And then eventually do that every day because some people say, oh, I've done it for a week. I can't do it. I can't do it. The more you do it, the more it'll come up. And you'll eventually learn because like I said, we want to go to A to B so fast, but finding your purpose is really important. You don't want to have a purpose one week and then another purpose another week. So if it takes you a month, two months to sit down every day with your feelings and decide on what excites you and what your purpose is, it will come to surface eventually. You just have to have patience and we all want immediate gratification. Right. No, I, I, you know, and, and I feel like as, you know, as women caring for your family, like we just forget about ourselves for so long. So it can be really hard to figure out like, what does excite you? Like what lights me up? And so I, I, I feel like a lot of times I need to kind of flip it around. Like, what do I not like to do? Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. What do you not like to do? And also for a lot of moms, you know, as they're going getting older and they're going to the empty nest, you know, when you sit down, what excites you? Oh, being with my kids. Oh, making dinner for my kids. Oh, it's all about the kids or doing this. My husband. And then, that? Yeah. <laughs> but people do, you know, I know, I know, it's, it's, I know, you know, like, I mean, probably about 10 years ago, I would be doing the same thing too. But as I've evolved and as I've grown or gotten older, it's comes to more like what, excites me is more about myself rather than about other people. Cause you know, if you ask people, what are you grateful for? They'll say my kids, my house, my family. And I say, stop, stop and say what you're grateful about yourself. Yeah. No, you know, I'm glad I'm grateful for my up. eyes. Right. I'm grateful yeah. for my personality. I'm grateful for my smile. And it's kind of weird to say. It is. It is weird to say. And, and I yeah. think we get caught up in the fact that we think we're supposed to say that we're grateful for our children, right? Like some bad omen, some bad thing will happen to us. Yeah, if, if we don't. <laughs> if we don't, because we've been so told that we need to take care of everyone else but ourselves. So if we say, oh, I have a beautiful smile or like I can like paint my toenails like nobody's business, right? Like, yeah. like, like these things that were that make us selfish, Yes, exactly. And I was talking to another mom and she's like, you know, every night I pray for my kids. I pray for my parents. I pray for my husband. I pray for, you know, everybody. And she said, but then what somebody said, do you pray for yourself? And she's like, no. Right. And so we don't pray for ourselves. No, I know. We don't wish for ourselves better health or this or that. We're always wishing for everybody else. But you have to realize that we are like the focus. We're the middle person and we're unhealthy and we don't give ourselves prayers and we don't focus on ourselves, then everything around us kind of crumbles because everybody looks to us as that force. Yeah. Well, so what would you say to somebody who's like, who, who can't get into that zone, who, um, who just can't get, can't get out of the the service mode. I, I think that's what. I think just take it from your head onto the paper and just keep on writing, keep on writing, you know? And when you see yourself talking about somebody else or getting in that service mode, change that sentence. You know, today I'm going to, you know, if you just says today, I'm going to make sure that my family has dinner, for example, today, I'm going to make sure that I eat healthy, Mm -hmm. you know, just change your thoughts and your mindset, because what we do is we just are on this one focus. And like you said, we feel guilty. We feel bad that if we don't say, Oh, I pray for my kids, 
you know, if we say I prayed for myself today, but I didn't pray for my kids, we think something's going to have bad happen to our yeah, kids. God's or, gonna strike you down. Exactly. Oh, you didn't, you know what I mean? But you need yeah. to pray for yourself too. You need to think about yourself too. What is amazing about you? Because then you start feeling confident. Then you start feeling happy. Then you have better vibrations, better energy, and you're a better person than everybody else. And people feel that, right? Because your energy is what the whole house energy is going to be. That Yeah. And, and I think that's where we're, where, um, people fall short, right? Not understanding that by taking care of yourself, you yeah. do take care of your family, right? If you're committed to eating healthy foods, then you're going to cook healthy foods, right? Exactly. So it does translate to your family. Exactly. Just mindset shift. Exactly. That's what it is. Number two is think differently and make new ways. Um, think out of the box. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When you want to be successful, you have to think out of the box. How, what is going to make you successful? And also see that your failures, like we had talked about before, are learnings. We always think we failed, but actually failure is success because it, that, is. He, right? because it yeah. teaches you that, oh my gosh, I didn't do well in this. You know, like I'm baking a cake. Oh, this cake tasted awful. Okay, well, next time I'm going to adjust the flour. So we have to learn to adjust and I'm going to put a little bit less water in there. And so the next time I do this, I'll make a successful cake. Right. So we have to learn to adapt and know that our failures are learnings and then you become a better person. Yeah. Speaking of that, if anybody can tell me how much flour I need to put in cookies so they don't (laughs) fall flat in Colorado, (laughs) like the altitude out here, I cannot get used. I've been here for what, six, maybe seven years. And my cookies are always flat. Yeah, That's hilarious. (laughs) Well, Well, you know what? Thinking differently also is just like, look at the personalities of your kids. I think our personalities of our kids are because of our learnings and our failures and our successes. Yes. Right. I mean, when I look at all of mine, the youngest one just grew up on his own and it was just like, whatever, do what you want. The oldest one was like, drink your water, eat your vegetables. You know, you got to be the best in school. You got to do this. The second one was just like, okay, I'm a little leaner. And the third one's just like, whatever, you know what I mean? With each kid. So I think also that shows you how, you know, you have to adapt and adjust with each kid. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're completely different individuals. Exactly. So thinking differently and out of the box and not also looking at what other people say, whatever your family rules are and decisions are, that's the way it should be. Yeah, I agree. Don't, right. You have to just do your rules. Do you do your family? Like my kids would say, oh, there, this is happening with this family. And I'd be like, that's their family. This is our family. And these are our rules. And they didn't like it sometimes. Sometimes they were glad we had the rules different from the other families as well. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right. But this is our rule. So you have to think differently and not worry about your failures or comparison. What do you think? Isn't that strange that we do do that though? Like we have our standards, our boundaries, our rules that we, um, that make us feel safe and, um, comfortable. And so why do we question ourselves so much when we see someone else has something different? Like, why don't we like, instead of questioning ourselves, like, Oh, maybe they're doing it right. Why don't we ever just think that we're doing it right? Why well, I think when you're younger and you're growing a family, you're learning as well. So you see other people being successful. And even though you might not know it is right for your family, you just try it. You know, we're just trying different things. So you see other people when you're starting a young family and you just try different things. And then when you get older, you know what's right for you. So you're 
you don't look at other people as much. And I think then when you get to the grandparent or adult kids ages, then you're like, this is the way it is. I yeah. think it does has to do with age and your thinking and your adjusting and your learning. That makes sense. Because, you know, when, when, I, when I was younger, I'd be listening to everybody tell me how to raise the kids. And now I know, like, you know, as my kids are older, when I have grandkids, I can be like this, this, and this. And I'll be that person. You know, we turn right. into that person that we hated when we were young because right. they knew it and they said it with such confidence. Don't tell me what to do. We turn into those people. We do turn into those. You're not loading <laughs> the dishwasher right yet. Exactly. Oh, that's my husband. Oh my gosh. We are not allowed to load the dishwasher in our house. Look, I might put that rule in place too. I'm just like, like, can we just do this efficiently? Like, can we put all the forks in the same little thing because when mom unloads the dishwasher, then I just have a handful of forks, not a handful of forks, spoons and knives that then I have to sort. It's already sorted people. (laughs) I mean, my husband is in charge of the dishwasher because we'll load it and he'll come back, unload it, change everything around, fix it the right way. And he doesn't even unload it. We unload it, but he has to load it a certain way. He's being efficient. I'm, I'm the same way. And I always talk like, I do not, um, walk my talk or whatever, when I'm like, you should just be happy. Somebody loaded the dishwasher. Uh-uh. No, they need to load the dishwasher more efficiently. They need to be thinking about the person unloading the dishwasher. Yeah. I'm the <laughs> unloader. But now that my son's in town, you know, we're like, if you're living in the house, you need to have chores. So the worst thing mm-hmm. for me is emptying the trash and doing the dishwasher. So yeah. those are two things I've handed over to him. So Perfect. we're like, oh my gosh, when he's done with his internship this year and he leaves, what are we going to do? Who's going to take out the trash? <laughs> I, know. I, know. To I know. I know. My husband's like, oh, just have him do this. Just have him run that errand. I'm like, we can't do that because when he leaves, we're just going to be lost. That's right. You know, we have to start living independently without a kid. <laughs> because before this, we were in Dubai, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you have people who drive your cars, who clean your house, who do everything. Basically, you just don't do anything. So what'd you do? Just go to the beach every day? Um, I went to the beach almost every day. I met up with friends for lunch and we all had drivers. So we just called the driver and be like, come pick us up. And there'd be a line of drivers. Right. And you're like, I'm drinking wine for lunch. Exactly. I'd leave the house and be like, I want the, I want this, this, and this cooked. So I'd leave the house. Dinner would be made. Tea time would be ready. The house would be clean. Tea time? Yes. We had tea time. What time was that? Four? That was like four or five o'clock. Yeah. Where we'd have sandwiches and teas and maybe like chicken patties or something. She'd bring the room in a tray. That's like, came home. Like our happy hour. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we'd have dinner and we didn't have to pick up our plates. So that was hard when I came back to the States, even though I was there for two and a half years. You're just sitting there like, who's getting my plate? (laughs) (laughs) It was so hard coming back, Kate. You, you can totally get used to that life, literally. Heck yeah. Yeah, exactly. And all the moms have nannies. So the young moms are out working out, going to the beach, shopping. It's just, it was just fun. But anyway, let's go on to real to life now. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Number three, conquer your fears um, that are holding you back. Mm-hmm. Now we've talked about this. Fear is such a thing. You're never going to be successful if you have fears, because fears are blocks, fears yeah. create excuses, and they stop you from actually moving forward with the terror barrier. That's what I call it. Oh, I like yeah. that. Bob said that, and I was like, ooh, that rings. 
Who, um, Bob Proctor? Bob Proctor. He said that, the terror barrier. And I was like, I'm going to use that because I love that word. Yeah, well, we just it just it for it. It just, exactly. It just sums up everything. Terror barrier. Fear. Terror barrier. Exactly. T- fear block. You know, yeah. if you translate it, it's called fear block. And it doesn't want you to move ahead. It right. That's to- your that's your brain keeping you safe. That's girls, that's boys, whoever. That is all that's going on. Your brain is trying to keep you safe. Exactly. Not that and, that's all that's going on. It's 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 true fear and ter- terror that you feel like that emotion still happens. Exactly. And you feel that fear and then emotions come, then anxiety comes, and then you're still in the same place. Yes. Right. And yeah. then you, con- you constantly tell that story in your head and you're, you're don't go off that rat race. You're the same story over and over. You become obsessed with that story. That story becomes your life where people are just like, can you just stop it now? We've heard this 10 times. Do you know the yes. funny thing about that story? What? It's not true. Yes, it's not true. It's just not true. Exactly. And we get stuck on that. And that's why, you know, we look back and we say, oh, I wish I had done this. We have so many regrets and which causes resentment, which has causes guilt, which puts us in that rabbit hole, which puts us more into that circle. Right. Because yeah. we don't get off that rabbit yeah, I, I guess I would, you know, like this brings up a really interesting point too to anybody out there who's just like, you know, I, I feel so stuck. I like, I just cannot move forward. Like, I think the most um, helpful thing you can do is learn how the mind works. Yes. And start there. Like, how does my mind work? Like, why am I having these thoughts? Exactly. Don't you think? I, I agree. I, you know, I take it from your head down to the paper. We keep mm-hmm. it all in our head and that's where the circle gets bigger and bigger. No, but you're absolutely we, right. Right. If we just write it down, why do I feel this way? What is my, what is my fear? First thing is just take a pen, write down. What are my fears? Why do I feel that way? You know, like a list of three, what are my fears? Why do I feel this way? How can I get over them? Yeah. You know, and just break it down, chunk it down. That's very small things, right? Because it really helps with the overwhelm and the anxiety because there's so many things we want to do, but we don't do it. You know, like I had a friend who wanted to go and ask her boss a question and she was having all this anxiety. And I'm like, it's just a question. Go and ask. But she's like, what if he says no? What if this happens? Or what if he feels this way? I'm like, you're already creating a story that hasn't even happened. Right. Nothing bad is going to come out of your request you request right. this if they say no it's no you just li- go on if they say yes great you feel happy but right. it should not but you have to and so she went up to her boss and she said you know i need these days off and the boss was like no you can't have it oh he did say no <laughs> yeah did say no and she came back and i was like how do you feel she's like i feel fine and she's like actually i feel happy because i actually went up to him she was having all this anxiety just to even speak She's like, I didn't even care that he said no. I was just happy with myself that I went through and pushed through that terror barrier. Well, now I'm mad that he said no. Who is this man? <laughs> Some boss of hers. But <laughs> you know what? She didn't care. I thought she was going to be so upset. She's like, I don't care. I just feel good that I did it. Yeah. And so now she's like, next time I need to ask something, I'm not scared about going and doing it. It really That's- is at one time. That's right. That's absolutely right. Like if you can just do it, like, like, do you remember the first time you did like a Facebook live and you were like, Oh my God. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And now, now it's not a big deal. 
Yeah. And I was like, um, 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 and let's see. And, um, 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 and now I'm just like, now I can just do a flow. But the more I do it, when I look back, I'm like, what? I can't believe I was so not confident about it. Now I can just get on and be like, okay, let's talk. This is it. You know, yes. let's get down to point. Right. So it just takes getting over and crashing through that barrier and feeding yourself positive thoughts. Mm. Right. We get ourselves yeah. so hyped up. And what we think about is like, my son does this where I'll be like, you want to do this? And he'll be like, well, if I do this and that person will think this way, and then they'll tell someone else will tell this, they will tell this. I'm like, you're creating a whole story that hasn't even happened. Just go drama. Do it. Exactly. Just go do it. Yeah. You know, and whatever the consequences, whatever that person says or whatever happens, deal with it when it happens. But your job is to just crash through that barrier. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and act on it. And if you feel anxious and you feel like you can't do it, what you, you know, number one, act on it. Number two, imagine that it's worked out. Mm, yeah, you visualize. Know, imagine, right. visualize. Visualization is so powerful. It really You know, is. we should do an episode on that, Kate, because that is so powerful. You know what I, I have learned to do, um, and, and I, I, I taught this to my, the people in my course right now, like the one thing, because I do realize how powerful visualization is, is when I do, when I start with these fears and these negative thoughts going through my head, I start visualizing what I want. Yes. So I, I replace that negativity, not, not with just like positive affirmations, but like a vivid picture of what I want my life to look like. Yes. On the farm in Paris. On the farm in Paris. Well, I don't know about Paris. Oh, no, Paris. in France. That's right. Yeah. I mean, probably close to Paris. So I can go there a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so my, <laughs> my farm so, house in France. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, when you visualize, then all of a sudden your vibrations get raised. You feel happier. Yes. You, you have that energy and you have that positive support. Right. And the thing is, is that like my friend, you know, if she had visualized and she had done it and the boss had said, no, it's, it's not a failure. It's like, okay, I was able to be a success and going up to him rather than thinking he said, no, it's all about thinking, you know, the whole process that you did, that's a positivity. Yes. Whether the answer is good or bad. That's right. And only you're the one that associates the good or bad to it. Exactly. Exactly. So, so good. yeah. So I love that about, yeah. you know, the terror barrier and just, you know, cause we say so many excuses, the excuses are holding us back and we just stop, you know, like I have moms who say, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. I can't do <laughs> yoga because I'm lazy. You know, you know why you're not flexible is because you're not doing yoga. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I did. I did a reel on that, you know, I, yeah. where it, yeah. So, you know, we'd say excuses because they're blocks. People, moms tell me, you know, I cannot, you know, move. Yoga's too slow. I can't concentrate. But that's because they're having fears, you know, that what if I can't concentrate? What if I fail? What will teacher think? What will Isma think? And I'm just like, come in with no judgment. Yeah. Leave you your know, ego at home. Leave your ego at home. And then after two or three classes, they've even, they've forgotten that they're not flexible. They've forgotten that they couldn't sit there because they pushed through that barrier. So pushing through that barrier is so important Yeah, because we all have special gifts. Like we talk about all the time. Yeah. We just need to act on them. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. we are all so powerful, right? We are all so powerful and we all have all these gifts, but we don't use them. You exactly. Who are listening 
right now thinking I am nothing special. You are a magical human being that has these amazing gifts and you can, you can exercise. It's just like exercise, right? Or practicing something to get better. You can practice using your magical gifts. Exactly. And also speaking on fear, we attract what we want. So if you're fearful and you keep on thinking about bad scenarios and making those excuses, then that's what you're going to attract. That's what's going to happen. That's absolutely right. Right. So if you yeah. say you're inflexible, you know, because you don't do yoga, you'll never do yoga. You'll never be flexible. Right. If you say that, you know, I can't go and talk to my boss because he'll yell at me and my life will be ruined and I'll lose my job. Then you'll never speak to your boss. You'll always hate your job. And one day you might get fired. You know That's what I mean? Right. You're just attracting all of that to you. That's exactly so, right. Number four is change yourself. Because mm-hmm. we um, don't resist change. We resist being changed. Say that again. Okay. You resist. You don't resist change. You resist being changed. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. Right. Because we, we don't mind change. We just don't like it when other people tell us to change or we have to change our situations. Why do you think, why do you think we're afraid to change ourselves? Because change means new habits, new life, new thinking, new thoughts. And that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Yeah. And we talked in the last episode about how your brain wants to take the most efficient route, which is what you're used to, which is generally the negative Exactly. Thoughts. So changing means it has to do something. It, it, it creates more energy for your brain. Exactly. It's so much easier just to go through your daily chores, be unhappy, sit on the couch, have your Coke, watch a movie. And if people aren't happy, be like, whatever. And just sit there day after day, year after year. Then finally be like, I'm going to change myself. I'm going to start doing something for myself, finding my purpose, having better relationships, being positive. That's a lot of work. But the thing is, is we have to realize it doesn't have to happen all at once. You know, just change one small thing a day or one small thing a month to mm -hmm. get to that goal. When we say feel that change, right. And how good it feels. Yeah. What is one thing you don't like about change? Do you like change? Do you mind it? I absolutely, I didn't used to like change. I love change now because I always, um, and I, I like getting stuck, right? Like that feeling of being stuck because I've been through this so many times. It is, it is those days that I think like my world's crashing down around me that I feel so stuck and I can't move forward and I have no new ideas and wow, this stuff is going on. But I know because I've been down this road that tomorrow could be like incredibly amazing. Like on the other side of that is always pretty powerful. Um, so I, so I look at it that way now, but I didn't used to, and change would be hard for me mainly because of what I thought of others would say. Yeah. Back to that societal norms. I love what you just said. So somebody is listening and they say, it's so hard to change it's so much work. What would you say to them? I, I think it's harder to stay the same. I think it's harder to live a life of um, like mediocrity of, of other people's expectations, right? You, you give your power away when you're living with other people's expectations. The minute you take responsibility for where you absolutely are right now, you get your power back. And that 
that alone feels good, right? That could be the first change, right? I'm going to not give my power away anymore. I'm going to take responsibility for where I am and where I'm going. Exactly. I love that. Such yeah. Advice. Yeah. You have to take your responsibility and your power back, right? Because there's so many moms who are listening to the podcast, you know, and I used to do this too, where you just listen and you're like, oh, what good advice or saying this or saying this, and they're not doing anything afterwards. Well, well you're like queen of habit forming, right? So how, how would you, um, how would you encourage somebody or what little piece of advice would you give that, that mom who's like, oh, this all sounds really great. I love what they're saying. And then the minute that they're done with this podcast, they just go back to the way things are. Right. Well, that's actually really cool because number five, the last one to create success is about habits. Oh, see, I intuitively knew that. Yes, you knew that, right? Because we're on the same wavelength. So um, habits are something that are really hard to change. And you have to replace bad habits with good habits. Because if you're not conscious of that, you will replace your bad habit with another bad habit. Mm. Like there was um, this one guy I read when I was reading about habits is that he went to a casino, used to gamble. And then he said, okay, I'm going to stop this habit. This is so bad. So he didn't have a good habit to go to. So then he just went to the race horse track. And he started gambling there. He's like, oh, casinos are so bad. So I'm just going to go do horse racing. So you have to consciously think about changing a bad habit with a good habit. What is your good habit going to be? And you have to constantly do it every single day until it becomes something that is easy and normal in your life. Right. It becomes like your muscle memory. Just your, exactly. But you have to make sure that was my phone that dropped, oh, cool. but, you, <laughs> but you have to make sure that, you know, if it's really hard for you to stack habits and do habits, a location and a time. So like at eight o'clock in the morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to meditate in my bedroom. You have to have location and time in the beginning until it becomes natural. And then, you know, you have to add another one at 8.30, I'm going to drink my water in the kitchen. And you also have to place your habits, if it's like drinking water, if it's, you know, you know working out, yep. it has to also be easy locations. Mm. So like maybe in the beginning, you have a water bottle next to your bed, you have one in the kitchen, one on your desk, one in the family room. So it's easy for you to hydrate. Yes. So put your tennis shoes next to... Um, the front door so that you take that morning walk or after you make your bed in the morning, put a book on your pillow. So you make sure you read a chapter a day. Oh, that's a great idea. Right. So that's how you start. You make it easy because it's really hard in your way. Exactly. That makes it easy and you have no excuse. And then you just keep on doing it. And then eventually it just becomes a natural thing. You start changing yourself and you start changing your habits And so your life changes and you become a new person. People think you can't, you know, when they say change your personality, change your life, you can become a new person by stacking habits and creating new habits. You can Mm -hmm. look at your old self and be like, I used to do that. Even now, as you grow older, when I was younger, I used to do that. Now I know better. With new habits, habits, you know, you can look back and be like, I used to do this, but now I do this. And it just becomes a natural way of life. And you feel that success bringing this full circle, right? We, we started talking about what is, is success to you. And when you're able to change these habits, 
that's the success for you to celebrate instead of being like, oh, well, finally, I'm not that that schlubby person that used to do this thing. Now I don't do that anymore. And I don't think we we recognize that as success, right? We're just like, well, I just don't do the thing anymore. When right. We really need to say, wow, that is something successful that I've done. I need to like freaking celebrate that all day exactly. long. Daily habits create daily success, lifelong success. So tell me, what is a habit that you have created for yourself or that you want to create for yourself? Oh, um, that is really difficult. That's really difficult. Man, I, I really would like to start running again, um, but it's difficult. Why is it difficult? I, the million excuses that I give myself, like it's too cold outside or it's too hot outside, or um, I need new running shoes or, you know, all these things. Okay. So how would you create that habit? You think? Um, I really probably just need to put it on my calendar and have it come up and just do it. Do you, do you think you're not doing it because overwhelmed and too many steps and too many excuses? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So then you need to, so then you need to chunk down. Okay. Do you have a, do you have a pair of tennis shoes? I do. And they're brand new. I okay. actually bought brand new running shoes. Okay. So then you put on those tennis shoes for two, three days, maybe a week and just walk around the house in them and imagine okay. that you're running, just walk around the house in them. Okay. And then maybe one day you open the door, you look outside, you close it, and then you have a cup of tea Ooh. with your tennis shoes on. Just keep your tennis shoes on, open the door. Oh, nice outside. Okay. Close the door. You have to really go small and then maybe, you know, after a week or two weeks, you'll open the door and you'll take a step into the garage and then you'll walk back out in the, in the house. It might take you three months before you actually go out and run. Okay. You know, even walk. I'm going to keep you just, posted on this. Yeah. But just really, really small things because what happens is overwhelm causes confusion. We don't know the first steps and then we give up. That's absolutely it's really slow. Fun. You know, I mean, you want to run. Who's stopping you from running? Nothing. It's the steps. It is. You're, well, you're once again looking at the end goal yes. rather than the small steps, how to get there. And you're not comparing yourself to anyone. It doesn't matter if you see all your neighbors running and you're sitting in your house. You have to do what's right for you. All right. I'm going to try this and I'm going to keep you guys posted. Awesome. Yeah. I want to know. This is great. Oh, I will. So fun awesome. talking to you again. Yes. This was so great. Did you, do you enjoy the steps? I did. I really, um, I, and you're right. It's, it's overwhelm that happens and, and just your mind getting in the way and you think you can't do it when really, if you can just take that first step. Right. And, and maybe it's just watching my neighbors run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seriously. <laughs> I'm sitting there sipping my bourbon. Exactly. Um, that's what it is. You just watch them run, but you'd say it's not time for me yet. I'm still wearing my shoes around the house. I'm That's my step. Women. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Awesome. Absolutely. So, All right. Always so much fun. So much fun. This was episode six. Guys, Two Moms Save the World with Kate and Usma. Please share, listen, like, subscribe. And if you have any topics that you'd like us to talk about, just let us know. We're open books and all our information is right below the podcast. So once again, Kate, it was a pleasure. Can't wait until our next recording. Bye, love. Bye. Talk to you later.